0: Welcome to the Love of the Star Podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys Insider for 105 through the Fan in Dallas, your radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined as always by Brian Broadus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout. He is now the co-host of the G Bag Nation, two to seven p.m. Central Monday through Friday on 105 through the Fan in Dallas. He's also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network, and we are joined today by a very special guest. We have Brian Baldinger, former NFL player. He is now an analyst for the NFL Network, Fox Sports, Compass Media Networks, and he is also the Odyssey NFL insider, and we're very excited to talk some draft with him as he and Jason Locke and Fora will be hosting Odyssey's In In the Huddle uh, draft show uh, Thursday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern through the entirety of the first round, and it's going to be streaming live on the Odyssey app and Odyssey Sports' YouTube page. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you?
1: I'm good, Bobby. Good to be with you, Brian. I mean, you know, it's just draft season. So, um, you know, you can't watch enough tape. You can't spend enough hours. You can't, you know, you just don't have enough time, period. Because somebody else is throwing an name at you or go watch this tape. You know, you know how it is, Brian. Like, it never really ends. <laughs> you wanted to, but honestly, it's just fun. Give me another cup of coffee. I'm good to go. Um, I enjoy doing this. So... Um, You know the the good thing about all of this that we're doing right here Bobby is honestly there's not enough outlets for all the work you put into it you know you just feel like okay you want to talk about this player all right let's just talk about him you know we watched him we studied him we have a little bit of insight whether it's the you know combine or pro workouts whatever we just need outlets for some of this information that we have so this is good
2: you know Brian I was going to ask you about that because you know you talk about the outlets and do you ever go on a show and they ask you a question about a player and they start running together in your mind? Yeah. The, you know, like to ask you, like, you know, you were a, a longtime NFL offensive lineman and you're probably thinking of like, okay, I've seen this guy, this guy, that guy. And they start to run together like, okay, I talked about uh, I talked about this guy at Florida, but wait a minute, I meant this guy from Alabama. Oh, yeah. do, you, do you ever find yeah. yourself like going, kind of having to catch yourself doing
1: this all the time, Brian, all the time. And you know, what really gets confusing is just all of the numbers that are yeah. out there now, whether it's a 40 time or vertical jump, you are like, Oh, that's that slot receiver from Boston college. Oh, he's got the four. No, he's only. Oh no. The, the guy in North Carolina has got the four inch vertical. Like right. you just start like everything kind of bleeds together, you know, after a while and you want to be right. You know, obviously you want to be right, but there is, Like, I I, will, Brian, this is not new to you, but I remember Ron Wolf one time. uh, I was talking to him when he was up in Green Bay and he was with Parcells and they were just cutting it up. And I was talking, and I just asked Ron, like, how many players did you study this year for the draft? And my jaw dropped, Brian, when he said, I studied 800. Our staff (laughs) studied 1100. My jaw dropped, Brian. I was like, okay, 100, 200, 800. Like, and I, you know, he wasn't like, Pulling some number out of it, like I believed him.
2: No. Yeah, no. I believed him. No, and 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 it's funny, Baldy, because I worked for Ron for five years. I I was up in Green Bay in '92. If the first guy that he hired, I was doing. Uh, I was known as a college scouting administrator. So okay. I was responsible for all the reports that were coming in. Yeah, and you know, and nowadays you have some of these general managers. That won't go on the road. Back in the day, you had guys like Dick Steinberg, yes. uh, you know, uh, you know, with Ron Wolf's. Those guys they would go out on the road and they would they would meet the team. They would go out, they would do a whole week of school, and then su- a Sunday they'd meet the team in the city, do a game, and then go back out the next week. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Ron Ron was one of the and there's a reason why he's a Hall of Fame general manager. I yeah. mean, he, he he did the work. If you look at the guys too that all work, the John Dorsey's, the John yep. Snyder's, yep. Yeah, sure. the Reggie McKenzie's, they're most all of these guys, teams. they're all general managers. They all yep. were, and that's because a lot of it because of what Ron Wolf was able to do.
0: So, Baldy, I got the, the first question for you. Maybe the most basic one. It's a broad one, obviously, but when you look at this Dallas Cowboys team right now, if you could – obviously you know there will be guys at the top of the draft like maybe somebody like Peter Skoronsky, who'd be great here in Dallas but is is not going to reach where they're at in the mid-20s if you could say a guy around mid-20s that you say man if I could pair him with the Dallas Cowboys I think that'd just be a perfect match uh is there anybody that stands out for you
1: well there's there, there's a couple there's a couple I mean look if Dalton Kin- Kincaid was there or Michael Mayer, you know, I mean, if, if one of those tight ends were there, it looks like a position of need. Dalton was a good player, you know, second leading receiver, red zone, all that stuff. Now, you know, look, you know, when you looked last year at, you know, what they had, um, you know, they, 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 you know, Peyton Hendershot, like those guys were good players, but, uh, if I could get Kincaid at 26, like, I don't know that that's, that's a good fit. If Osiris Lawrence or Torrance was there, um, you know, look, I, I, I think that you know Tyler Smith's a great pick last year. I loved him. I loved him coming out. I loved the way he played. I, I think he's a bright future for him. Um, you know, but you'd really have to look at what Tyron is right now. Is he? Does can he hold up? You know, because he held up when he came in there last year and he played right tackle. He's fine. Um, if he's, if, if he's what he has been at left tackle, and you leave Tyler in there, you you kind of can fill. Everything. Terrence Steele comes back, right tackle. You you can line up, but man, if you know if you could go get yourself a guard like Torrance right now, like I don't think you'd be wasting a pick by any means.
2: Brian, when you, you Bobby was asking about the players, and I think that you know you're a little bit when you get past say the twentieth pick, you're kind of at okay. Now we're starting to talk about guys that might be second round grades on your board. Yeah. How when you evaluate and you mentioned these guards, when do you do you have a first round guard other than Skaronsky, or is it like do you have them kind of all together? I know myself I'm looking at the guys, and I kind of felt like it was like, okay, there's two guards, and then all of a sudden, the more you dug in, there might be five guards. But are you gonna have on your board, are you gonna have to go earlier on a guard, or you think this thing might stretch? a little bit to where, you know, you have enough names where you can maybe get one in that fourth round or so. I keep
1: thinking Skaransky a guard, Brian. I just, I do, do too. Like, yeah I'm, you know, and you know, look, look, we've seen Brandon Sheriff, Zach Martin, you know, when, you know, Quentin Nelson, we've seen these guys go high and they've been worth it, you know, and they were tackles in college like Skaransky, but you know, they were, they're all pro and pro bowl guards, all of them, you know, and they're at the top of the food chain at, at that position. and, Jacksonville probably isn't Jacksonville last year without Sheriff coming on board. He he was just that valuable. And I think Skronsky could be that type of player, but to your point, like Avila and Torrance, I mean, I could put a group of them together and, you know, you might, I don't know if Darnell Wright is, I mean, I believe he's a right tackle. I love him. I wouldn't move him inside. I like his length and the way he moves, but if you wanted to put him at guard, um, you could probably do that. Uh, But, I think right now, you, to your point, like if Osiris Torrance gets taken at number thirty-four, it's not going to surprise me. Sure, could he could he go in the first round? Sure, could he go at twenty-six to Dallas? Yeah, and Dallas is you know to, to the experts out there overdrafted positions before, um, but it worked out for him, and so that's that's really what it comes down to is your belief in a player, and you want that player, right?
2: Yeah, I, I you know what I. To me, and I, I like what you're talking about, I think Wright can play guard. And that's just – I'm just thinking about how tough he is, the size, the the, the movement. I mean, you're he right. Balls, I, he just, he glad. doesn't block people. He mauls people. Oh, like, no. That's what the thing. Yeah. On. That's it. I mean, there's, there are some of these guards that are all 330 in that range – but but really really good athletes and so I'm think with Wright I could kind of feel that way uh, uh, about him so I, w- I wanted to ask you though uh, about this with the with the Cowboys per se and if they go ahead and address the guard spot and add can you you know they they're, they switched out the offensive line coach you know I mean Joe Philbin now out you know, Mike Solari in. You know they've got some young guys. Is is that a little bit of a risk, or you think this is going to be a smooth transition if they get the if they get the guard and then with what they've got with the young the young linemen that they have uh, on this uh, current offensive line?
1: It's funny, Brian. I I was in Dallas when Mike Solari first came yeah. on board. I mean, his first job was a backup, you know, uh, offense line coach in Dallas. That's when I first met him and played for him machine gun Mike um, he has never changed his style um, he's been a very very productive successful offense line coach um, backside cutoffs are going to be as important as any front side block I mean just you know just the fundamentals of the game um but you know you know Mike McCarthy has come out Brian he said he wants to run the ball more and he wants to run it better and I don't blame him like I, I you know that's that's a good foundation to come in and say this is what we want to be and if you want to be that, then go get a guy that's been good at doing that and training those type of players, whether it's San Francisco, Seattle, wherever he's been, you know, Dallas. So um, offensive line coaches, look, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing when you change guys. You know, for a guy like Zach Martin, he's, he's seen a lot of the different guys come through there. But sometimes when you get to Zach's, you know, 10 years in the league, whatever it is right now, uh, it's not bad to listen to a, a new way of doing things. It just isn't. It's kind of refreshing versus uh you know I know how to scoop block. Yeah, I know how to set inside, you know, out like on I know how to slide protect. you know, I mean, you just not bad to listen to a different way of doing things.
0: Baldy, when you look at the uh the change in the offense, you mentioning running the ball there, but Mike McCarthy is going to put in more of a uh, traditional West Coast offense here. It's it's you know, they have a, a this kind of unholy mishmash of Eric Coriel and, and uh, you know, West Coast concepts last year that didn't always play well together. So it's good committing to a, a single philosophy here. But when you look at the West Coast offense and we know McCarthy's affinity for, uh, you know, slant flat concepts and some of the timing based routes that are going to be involved there. When you look at the receivers that could be there in the first, second round, is there a guy that you say, man, that's a match for some of these West Coast concepts that they're trying to get into place here?
1: Well, you could say – now, look, Brandon Cooks comes in, and, you know, we Brandon's been very, very, you know, uh, productive in this business a long time. But, you know, if you look at Quinton Johnston out of TCU, I mean, to me, you talk about X, you know, your, your West Coast lineup, right? You got your X, you got your Z, you got your Y, right? I mean, that's kind of like the basics of the whole offense. And who's your X right now? Is it Brandon Cooks? Because, you know, CD is, is – He's your Z, he's your move guy, but you can move him around. But it just looks like, and I, I'm not down on Michael Gallup, and maybe he was just hurt, but he didn't do much for me last year as a route runner, sure, sure. as a guy that fought for yeah. the ball. Like, I didn't see Michael Gallup step up last year. Now, you know, maybe the second year after the ACL, you know, maybe he comes back and he's a different player, but I watch Quentin Johnston, and I go, how many true X receivers are in this draft? I see a lot of Zay Flowers and – Josh Downs. I see a lot of those players, Jordan Addison, that can be in the slot, that that can do what CD does. I don't see just a true X. To me, that's what Quinton Johnson is, and I like a guy that can go get it, win jump balls, red zone. So that, if you're asking me, that that'd be a guy that would fit this offense.
2: Man, I think you're absolutely right about that, Baldy. The problem, if you, if by the way, in all your studies. If you could figure out the five nine one eighty two 182 yeah. wide receiver, just send him to Bobby and I down the road because yeah. that's – that's I think that's what this draft is going to be about, especially at wide receiver. You know, we yeah. don't have Chase and Jefferson and no. Lamb and those kinds of guys. You know, and, and again, I'm, I'm coming from the Ron Wolfe uh, way of scouting. If well, you were there – I mean,
1: Brian, honestly, you were there with Sterling Sharp. There was oh, yeah. No, Sterling better. Sharp
2: was – you know, you could like – my man could catch BBs in the dark, Sterling I Shark. I mean, I used to wear those neoprene gloves, those scuba yeah. scuba gloves, and in Favre would throw it, and it would go thump 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 thump. I, that's all I ever heard. Hanging around Sterling, you also Shark. could put him at
1: strong side linebacker, and he'd blow up. Yeah,
2: that team. that man was mean. He was yeah. a mean, a mean man. Yeah. But but the thing about it is, though, I mean, I I'm I'm really struggling with the the shorter. I wide receiver and I'm trying to, and I'm, and I'm being a coward. I'm going to be honest with you, Brian. I'm a coward. Cause I'm putting them all kind of in the same, same group. Yeah. And if they get picked out of that, I'm like, fine, you know, but I'm one of those guys that's kind of sitting the old crusty scout guy. And I'm like going good. Keep taking them. Keep taking yeah. them. Keep eventually my Quentin Johnston's going to get to me. That's yeah. got a little bit of that length and a little bit Look, of that. I mean, I, I was
1: watching Josh Downs at North Carolina I and mean, he's a great route good runner. player. You no, know, Good he's really a really good player, great vertical and all that. Yeah, he's just he's what you're describing. And I said, you know, to another one of our scouts, NFL Network, and I said, is there a difference between Josh Downs and and you know uh, Jordan Addison right now? I mean, sure. what's the difference? Yeah. Like I, I mean, yeah. so you know, and then you get to Jalen Hyatt and you get to that, you know, just a, a straight kind of a speed burner type guy. Um I just don't see that X outside of Quentin right now. And I'm not going through the whole list of receivers, but if you're talking at the top of the draft, top, you know, 40 selections, like I don't see a lot of those guys in the top 40.
2: No, you're absolutely right.
0: Baldy, one last question here for you before we uh, let you go. And we appreciate you jumping on with this. One of the names that is causing a lot of, a heated debate here in Dallas. Somebody that Brian and I have talked about a lot. Somebody Brian and I are huge fans of. I think Brian and I both agree. If you're going to just say in a vacuum, who's the number one player in this draft? I think Brian and I both have Bijan Robinson from Texas at the very top. I, I think he's absolutely fantastic. There's a little bit of Cowboys fan PTSD after paying Ezekiel Elliott and things not going so great there afterwards. There's a lot of people say you can't draft a running back in the first round anymore. If Bijan Robinson somehow slid down to Dallas's range, which I think is unlikely, but not the most impossible thing you've ever heard, if Bijan slid down to twenty-five and he's there, are you running that card to the front, or, or do you think, man, that's that's just not the value anymore as running backs in the first round?
1: Well, they don't have a healthy running back right now, so let's just yeah. start there. I mean, I don't know where Tony's at in his you know rehabilitation, but they don't have the healthy running back on the team, so they want to run the ball and with who? So. I would say honestly, if Bijan slipped past, I don't know Seattle at twenty. Hmm. I mean, I if I was Jerry, you know, and I was part of that staff, like I might make a few phone calls to go to go get him because he's a splash player. Like you know, he's you know, I mean, he's just he's special. He's special, yeah, yeah. and you if you could pair him with Tony um, in any combination that you want, you you basically have that position fixed. And then you just go, okay, let's, let's, we got an offensive line coach. Let's run the ball. Let's make this the foundation play action. I just think life would be a lot easier
2: um, for Dak at this point. Baldy, I know, real quick, I I know, and again, we appreciate your time. Mm I know you're still in that Philadelphia area. I know you're close to those people. What you just said, I don't need you to go talk to Howie about at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If Howie, if you see that, if you see that area code pop up on your phone yeah. and you know it's Howie, I don't need you to have this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but really? you know, listen, I I I'm gonna walk a minefield to try and get him to 26. All right. Hey, but Brian, I, listen, I might it. be I might be the old crusty guy here again. But I, I am going to try my best to get the best player on the board to get to me at twenty six. Well, here's the I'm deal, right? The
1: Eagle yeah. fans feel the same way at ten.
2: Oh, I see. Like they, it don't all time. they don't
1: want They don't want. They don't want an offensive lineman. I they, no, like oh, you know, no. just, they, you know, so they
2: they want Bijan. I mean, that's 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 who they want. I used to like when I worked in Philadelphia the one year for, in 1998. We had that draft where Trey Thomas and yep. all that and Philly and all. And I, and I, that point on, I thought, here, I'm doing the best I can for Philadelphia. Right now, I do not. If they take that guy, if they take Bijan Robinson, I will say, you know what? They, they, this is a smart drafting department here. Yeah. These guys are smart doing that. So, uh, it would be but hopefully, Howie's not smart. I don't need it, Howie to be smart this time. It, it would be <laughs> a really big not. departure, Brian. Yeah. It, I'm
1: not going to say it's, you know, it, it can't be done, but it would be a big departure yeah. from what Howie has done over the last, you know, decade. Yeah, he's like.
2: done a great job. He really has. Odyssey
0: NFL insider Brian Baldinger you can follow him on Twitter at Baldy NFL and again the Odyssey's inside the huddle or in the huddle with Brian Baldinger and Jason and 4 they're going to be doing live draft coverage the entire first round that's Thursday April 27th 7 p.m Eastern Uh, it's going to be streaming live on the Odyssey app and Odyssey Sports's YouTube page we'll be
1: coming to you live guys we'll be coming to you live live all right so get ready get ready for some excitement
0: We're we're all ready for it. Baldy, thank you so much. We appreciate you, man. My
1: pleasure, guys. Yep, take care.
0: Brian Baldinger there, uh, Odyssey NFL insider. Uh, We appreciate him a great deal. You're listening to the Love the Star podcast. Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.